Welcome to Oplisha Podcast, guys. As you can see, we have some new faces. I'm your host, Rodney. I'm Solomon. And we have our guest to my, what's this, right, Chanel to my left, Francesca. Chanel is a renowned media personality. She is that girl. She's that guru of the gurus. And then we have... Francesca, mental health therapist. Yes. <laughs> so we got two therapists over here and two regular people over here. This is going to be right, goddamn right. good. How that's going to sound. <laughs> well, welcome to Podcast. Well, we have an open and honest conversation about everything from A to Z, and it pertains to the LGBTQ plus community and beyond. And beyond. And beyond. <laughs> All right, Solomon, how was your week, brother? Uh, This is, uh, again, it's been a week. It's been... What's today? Today's Wednesday? Yeah, this Wednesday. <laughs> like, day. These last two weeks have felt like years. What it's, you got going on? Well, you know, when you're in management, work oh. can always... So we're... Well, not only am I managing staff, we're like we're building programs. And so that whole expansion piece, you should... Mm. We're at the stage right now where you expect difficulty. And mm. so, um, yeah, it's just been a little exhausting. Sounds exciting. Shana, how was your week? Well, I was going to ask if they was hiring, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but my week been crazy. It's been great. It's been everything. A couple weeks ago, I turned to Dirty 30. Hey. Oh, yes. yes, but in my words, flirty 30, because I still got it, okay? Look, 30 is old, <laughs> baby. Don't do that, because I'm According to the podcasters, 30 is old. They said that? Mm-hmm. The ones who make money is over 40 and 30. Uh, according to the podcast, is nobody wants you at 30, honey. We're leftovers. So oh, no. <laughs> we exit at 35. Yeah. You got no, five no, not years. even him. Just in general, the you know, podcasters are the new gurus now. So I guess according to them, nobody wants me. Oh, well. But anyways, I'm my week has been great. I'm sitting over here with 40 year old how was your week? It's been great. Uh, I started off my week normally, and then all of a sudden, I got invited to a podcast. Woo! Here we are. Yes. <laughs> for the what's for the last minute invite. Yes. <laughs> but we appreciate you for coming Thanks. for real, sis. Thank you. Our week was good. You know, work is work, life is life, and I am thankful for being here today with you all. I know we're gonna have a great show. This week's theme is mental health, okay? Mm. So all about your mental health. So be tuned. You might be shed some tears. You're going to laugh. But I feel like this show will be very important. Let's get into the sponsorships who sponsor us. This segment, we shout out black businesses, our business in general who supports the LGBTQ community. Lord, I'm tired. Y'all been talking all day. <laughs> I talk for a living, too. Um, so our sponsor this week is Zoe Beauty Supply. Ooh. Zoe Beauty Supply opened up on March 20,000. Mm. March two, uh, March. <laughs> see, you got me fucking up. March twenty fifth, two thousand nineteen, at ten twenty five Veterans <laughs> Memorial Highway, Suite six seventy, Mapleton, Georgia, zip code three zero one two six. And they have all the Virginia hair you need. They have this type of hair. They have my type of hair. Can they get the Virginia hair? Oh, the version. Version. Oh. Virgin. You know, you know what? what? I was just, I was just gonna keep it going. I just support it. Look, that's the commercial. Don't do nothing else. They have, they have, you know, things for sodomists to keep the head clean and unscrapped. They even have my type of hair when you need a man wig. Right. You know, they got all kinds. But go on down to Zoet Beauty Supply and get your hair products done. Yes, right yes. Now. I need to pay me for that. <laughs> 
get into Pillow Talk with Tay. Mm. So, you guys, as you all know, the self-proclaimed guru, Kevin Samuels, has passed away at 56. Mm -hmm. He died his Buckhead apartment, unmarried, 56, with an unmarried woman who was probably over 35. I don't think uh -huh. so. She looked a little young. She looked a little young. Mm -hmm. Like, predator young or this mm -hmm. young? Like, uh, in the 20s. In the 20s? Okay. Right. So, he likes him young. <laughs> <laughs> but he was complaining. He died of, um, he was complaining of chest, um, chest complaints. We don't know how he died. I want to know, how do you all feel about Kevin Samuels and his, um, passing? Well, I'll go first. First of all, nobody should rejoice about his passing. You know, that's, that's not, not saying that's what we're doing, but, you know, one thing I will say about Kevin Samuels, he came, he saw, he conquered. He made his way into the social media industry. He shut down a lot of things. So I will give him kudos to that, to stepping in something, yeah. having people shaking in their boots, child. And one thing I, I like about Kevin Samuels, he said some stuff I wanted to say about some of these females out here. Six kids, Section 8, and you want a six-figure man? No! <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> no! He was he was the opposite of Derrick Jackson. Everybody know Derrick Jackson. Yeah. Derrick Jackson, you could have been a prostitute out here. Derrick Jackson was like, no, you are a queen. <laughs> you can get any man you want. Kevin Samuel said, uh... No, ma'am, dust yourself off and try again. So I felt like some stuff he said was really like, it came off harsh, but mm, yeah, girl, you you pushing it. You could get you a McDonald's man, honey, but you ain't get you no high value, man. But how I feel about his death, honestly, um, it did touch me a little bit. I just hate news like this, and it's like, dang, Kevin, like, I think he was really, I think he had a lot of stuff set up for him in the sense of like television shows. I think he was on Atlanta. I think they're about to debut his um, segment on Atlanta. Just did a future, uh, future and Kevin Samuels on the same music video. Wow. I was really looking forward to see what else he had to offer. So I know some of y'all might have opposite feelings, but rest in peace to Kevin Samuels, the GOAT. I call him the GOAT. I'm a go last. <laughs> So I am, I am again, not rejoicing in anybody's passing. And at the same time, for me, it's all about delivery. Mm -hmm. And so I agree with you. Some of the things that you said was spot on. And at the same time, you could have softened it up a little bit. My, my biggest thing is, like, the legacy. Like, the legacy that was left in the untimely passing of Kevin Samuels. Like, now, we saw it on social media. We saw people on Twitter. We Folks were lighting his ass up. Mm -hmm. And they were, again, rejoicing in his death. And, you know, typically when we think about someone passing, we want to remember them for the good things. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen not <laughs> one good thing said about this man since he died. Mm -hmm. Except for what she just did. He, what you just well, said. But he talked about men, too. He got men yeah. in check. He said, just because you have a penis does not mean that a woman supposed to bow down to you. He got a lot of people together. He did. He oh, did. Okay. He did. Uh -uh. And some was the truth. I don't care. I stood by the truth. Some of y'all need to hear the truth. Y'all ain't about now. Ain't going to be nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can always come off of Section 8. But how do you feel, Princess? I guess I need to Google him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Nothing, you know. 
Now he not known by the one percent. This the one percent who don't know. Yeah. I guess that's a good thing. I'm Puerto Rican, so I guess I wasn't his crowd. <laughs> Girl, he probably would have loved you. Too. <laughs> he probably would have loved her, the Puerto Rican. <laughs> Princess. Right. <laughs> he probably would have Shout out to Jocelyn. But I'm going to say this. Now, I do agree with Chanel. He did have some pointers when women got on there. <laughs> My favorite line will always be, pick a number from 1 through 10. Mm. But you can't seven, say 7. seven. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will always remember him for that. But when it comes down to him just degrading women, mm. I just didn't really like that. For one, he told women who are 35 and unmarried, you are leftovers. Mm. Basically, said you ain't going. You you no good. Like you could be beautiful. You could be working your doctorate. You could do anything. You could be like have good reasons why you're not being married. Why you don't have kids or whatever. Like you're this unwanted trash, right? Mm. So for me, that is it's so ironic that he died unmarried in, in an apartment <laughs> with an unmarried woman. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no so funny. I think of color purples. How, when, when he go to heaven, then people say, "How did you die?" He died on top of me. Oh, <laughs> that thing was probably too good. That thing was singing. I, I can't stand. And they released a picture of the girl. Now she was you. cute. She she wasn't black. <laughs> That's why I said he probably was gonna love you. He he wasn't black. She wasn't black. I'm sorry. She was curvy, well figured. So baby, he probably was like, oh, Sanford for the sun. Oh. He popped two of them Niagara's oh. allegedly. Oh. Allegedly, <laughs> some um, medical stuff was involved, but you know, in a um, Red Bull. Ooh, child. But I would say this honestly. I don't want to celebrate anyone's death, even though I do agree with you. Have to be honest with people because sometimes you cannot be. With a lot of children, unfortunately, think you'll get a six-figure man. I'm just being real. Because I'm a man, and I don't want to date people with... I don't want to date men with children. So I get it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't got kids. What the, fuck them kids. <laughs> like, I'm just being honest. But, you know, Kevin said, you have left your mark, and I'm pretty sure that... You're somewhere out there talking to people up there talking about <laughs> you died unmarried too. It's <laughs> why <laughs> pick a number, not from K through seven. But yeah, Kevin said, rest in peace, man. You did your stuff here on earth, and you know, um, God to be glory. But you know, karma's a bitch. <laughs> All right, oh, let's go Lord. to um, Joe Budden. <sighs> He, Joe, I love Joe Budden. Like he's another Kevin Samuels to me. Like I'm sorry, Joe Budden is that guy. But he um, made a couple of a couple of episodes ago. He came out saying, jokingly, um, you know, that he was bisexual. Mm -hmm. Right? I don't know if it's true or lie. That's I what he said. Mm -hmm. But he said he's bisexual. I believe so. Joe Budden went on this show. I don't know the show. Um, I never heard of the show, but. I do keep up with the blogs. Oh, but shout was, out! <laughs> but it was barbershop feel. It was barbershop feel. Shout out to Gay Magazine. That's who um, I saw reported it. A guy asked him, "Are you bisexual?" Joe Bob was like, oh, "I don't want to come out the closet. I'm not ready. You can't force me out." Nah, nah, nah. And to make a long story short, the guy was straight. He said, "Well, I'm straight. You know, and I look good and." I just don't want you looking at me. Joe Budden said, what makes you think I want you? Right. And I just want to make this known. Every straight man out here, just because we're gay, bisexual, what's the other, there's so many other isms out there. Uh, Queer. 
poly, no mm. non-binary, pansexual. I want to miss nobody. If mm. I miss you, I'm sorry. Doesn't mean that we want you. Mm -hmm. You know, like when I was straight, I didn't want every female I saw. If you mm. want my type, you mm. want my type. Like I don't care what you think, but like, do you think it's appropriate for people to ask you about your sexuality if they're not trying to have sex with you? That's my question. No. For me, the answer is just absolutely no. Like, why? What? It's not. It's not your business. I agree. I, it's not your business. I agree with that. Because it, it's just so random. Like, um, I don't know if y'all watch Bad Boys LA. Yeah. No. Um. Oh, <laughs> on Zeus Network, Bad Boys LA with um, you know, the show it does have um, gay guys on there and two straight males, but who? That's if they're straight. But no, no, I, I said it there. We'll say it again. They say they straight. They say they, they straight. straight. Mm -hmm. Carry on, aka Kurt Franklin's son. They about to beat this boy up because he would not say if he's gay or straight. He just feel like I'm me and whatever I want to be when I want to be. They bullying him because of that. And to answer the question, I feel like no. It's like I, I wouldn't dare somebody just come in my face out of nowhere, especially if I don't know you. We're not talking. That's like you asking me, hey, Chanel, are you, what's, what's the sexuality? Like, <laughs> wow. Are we fucking? Are you paying my bills? Like, what? <laughs> no, it, it, was, it would just be so random. <laughs> what would my answer do for you? The old Chanel would have thought, well, just answer it. But now it's like, uh, that's like asking how much money you got. Like, uh, I asked that. Uh, don't you ask how much money I got. Ain't none of your business. But you want to date me? I ask that. <laughs> I mean, if you if you're trying to date someone, I think that's an important question because you don't want to like if. So not asking oh, your sexuality. Well, you did ask. You did tell me in my dating life back in the day. You did tell me before. You know, I got into my little situationship. Mm -hmm. You did tell me. You know, if I date men in Atlanta, I need to ask them if they are bisexual. Yes. If they go both ways. That's why I said if you're dating. That's <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so let's break it down. Are we dating or straight up? I just met you. Oh no! What's if I just met you, didn't know. Okay. If I don't have no, if my, if I don't have any intentions with you, like it's none of your business. And one thing I noticed, mm -hmm. I'm like, how can I word this? I work with a lot of um, um, heterosexual men, um, and they call me the cool <laughs> gay guy. I don't know how I supposed to feel about that, but that is what they say. And one, and this one particular yeah, guy, um, um, is married, they have kids, and very cool guy, but. He started asking questions that made me uncomfortable. And I told him straight up, I think you're cool. I, I see us being hanging out as friends. Like, he reminded me of my cousin, honestly. But I said, these questions you should not be asking. Me. Oh, especially you're not at married, the workplace. You have a daughter and you're straight. These type of questions you're asking me comes from a curious man. And I said, let me tell you this. I'm not judging you. I said, whatever bed you lay in, that's your bed. However, come up, you won't be experimenting with me. <laughs> 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 you won't be experimenting with me, okay? Because I, I just, for one, I'm too old for that shit now. I never done it in the first place. And mm -hmm. I, I I respect marriage. Whether you gay or straight, you're married. Now, if you were single in a relationship, I might, I might. Uh, my shake, wait, wait, wait. I might have shook the table. Shook a little But if you marry, I just think, no, you're you're just off limits. But how do you how do you feel about that come from a um, heterosexual woman? Do you think that's proper for heterosexual people to ask gay people about their life? Only if it's affecting my life. Okay. You mm -hmm. know, uh, that's the only reason I would feel the need to ask. You know, if you're hitting on me. 
I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> Do we need to explore this? I'm just kidding. But like, <laughs> you know, but it is, it, that's the only re the only reason I would think is if, if, if it's affecting my circle, my world in any way. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree I with that. I understand. It could mm -hmm. be friendship, relationship, because I need to know. In case right. somebody's trying you, I need right. to know where I need to swing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I need to know a couple things. But, <laughs> but I think it's also like, you're talking about if a man is approaching you. But I think it's also like if a man is approaching me, and like I need to ask that question because mm -hmm. if you are identifying as straight, and my intention, going back to your, your key word, your magic word, yeah. If my intention is like I want to date somebody, I want to be in a yeah. relationship, and then you're identifying as straight, and then we, you're just curious, uh, and they're curious. So how far yeah. is this really gonna go? Yeah. Well, probably some people like that, but not for not over here. <laughs> not over here. Yeah, I've heard some gay men like straight men. It gives them a little thrill or something. You know, I don't know. The but BB King, I, I, what he said, <laughs> the thrill is gone, baby. Anthra has set sail a long time ago. Life can be challenging <laughs> enough. I don't need to add to it. Right. But now we get into some sad news. Um, Louisiana College born Arlena Miller, who put suicide note on Instagram. She was only 19 years old and was a freshman cheerleader for oh, Southern, University, Southern University in AM College in Baton Rouge, mm. Louisiana. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, however, she did successfully kill herself. Mm -hmm. um, and people might, I might get flack for this. This is the words of Rodney Wise, just not on behalf of Open Lecture Podcast Show. So if you want to come at somebody, come at me. I think it's selfish as fuck to kill yourself. Uh, and this comes from a place of knowing because somebody in my family done that. Mm -hmm. And you might think you relieved your situation, but you leave behind people who really love you. And they don't know why. Mm -hmm. Because you never told anyone this. Like if you came to someone and said, hey, and they never, like whatever, but like you left your mom your dad, your siblings, your friends, your loved ones, people who genuinely cared about you, right? And I just think it's selfish. I'm not going to sit here and be boohoo for her or for anyone who does that because you take away people. Like, you just gave it up. Life is hard, y'all. Like, let's keep it real. Life is, hard. Life is not easy, okay? People have been through far worse things now, and I do blame this on society where they try to make think everything is okay. Like, now... You get a prize being in second place. Like, you shouldn't do that. Like, you didn't get first place, you lost. Deal with it. We want to baby everything. No, it's okay. You're okay. And I feel like it's making people mind fragile and weak to me. Because when things don't go your way, you just shut down. You know how to, like, go through things. You know what I mean? And and I miss my cousin every day. You know? And and I always question, what would life be like if you just would have stayed? He just would have, like, per persevered at one more day. Or, like... Seek help. Like, we have people like you all here for a reason. Like, people don't want to go and get the help they need. And then we're supposed to be feeling sorry for people who do that. I don't I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. I, this, this, this is my feelings. Um, and it is what it is. But I think it's selfish. Okay. And I think I think your, your viewpoint, your opinion is valid. And we also have to remember that this is a part of mental health. This is a part of life. And, you know, part of the conversation I wanted to bring up with Francesca, you know, also being in the field, is a lot of times we minimize the 
the impact. We minimize the significance of having this conversation about suicide. It's not something that people really want to talk about. Hell, even yeah. coming into the field as a new counselor, counselors are just like, ooh, I hope this never happens to me. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, we act as if suicide is not an option. And we have conversations about suicide is not an option, but it has to be an option. Because if it wasn't an option, then we wouldn't have hotlines for it. If it wasn't an option, then we wouldn't have programs for it. And so we have to look at it as, as an option so that we can actually talk about it and be transparent about it. And so, you know, being, you know, this is, I don't know this young lady. She could have been in the LGBT community, but she could have been um, a heterosexual female. But just thinking about it from an LGBT perspective in, and being in the black community, like I was a youth who had suicidal thoughts. Really? Yeah, because yeah. for me, growing up just seemed kind of lonely. Like, no, I didn't know people who felt like me. Like, the relationships that I saw were, and of course, this is me growing up in the 80s. And so, and there was a lot of stuff going on in the 80s, too. Yeah. Like, the AIDS epidemic, the right. HIV epidemic, that was, like... Big, it was buttoning in the in the 80s and so there was a lot of fear and there was a lot of stigma stigma about being gay and so you didn't really see gay relationships. you definitely didn't see black gay relationships and so it was very isolating um it and there were those you know those fleeting thoughts like what would it be like if i wasn't here and so it wasn't those it wasn't active thoughts it wasn't a plan there was never any kind of means it was just like i wonder what it'd be like if I wasn't here. The thoughts. Yeah, those I bleeding just, thoughts. I, I, I'm trying to sympathize. I, I really am. But coming from a person who is still dealing with this, what, 14 years later, mm -hmm. it still hurts. Yeah. yeah. Your parents are still me mentally fucked. Mm -hmm. They don't know why you did it. Mm -hmm. You know, thank God she left a letter. You know, that mean it makes it easier. Right. But at least she said something as a sort of why she did what she did. But it hurts. Like, I have been through some, I had some shitty moments in my life, y'all. If y'all only knew the shit I've been through. And did I want to, like, just say I'm tired? Sure. But I never said I just want to, I want to give up, you know. Sometimes you have to change the situation that you are in. Sometimes you have to deal with shit you don't want to deal with. Mm -hmm. Like, if I would have gave up, like, on shit that I probably, most people probably would have gave up on, I wouldn't be here. I would be here sharing my story. I would be here, like, talking with you all. I would have been missed experience I probably never experienced in life. Like, everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you are somebody's story. You probably, he, this young lady probably could have said, y'all know what? I was going through this in my freshman year. But I overcome it. This is how. Now you can't share your story. Now you just a, a, a tombstone. And so the thing is, you know, we don't have to live to be someone else's story. And I think it's also important to realize that she has her own story. Mm -hmm. And there's power in her own story no matter how it ended. And the thing is, we also have to look at the resiliency of individuals. Mm -hmm. There are There are people who go through horrible, horrible, terrible situations and they make it through. And then there are people who go through what we may perceive as less horrible situations like, shit, you get in a car accident or um, you bounce a check. And then people are just like, oh, well, there are people who are, I mean, we've seen designers, we've seen millionaires who we would love to have the life, 
Mm-hmm. Kill themselves. And then they kill themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, although I I grew up in a in an environment where the belief was it's selfish. But at the same time, it's like once I and this could also be training, you know, once I dial back and I, I allow people to have their own story and not make it about me, then it really makes it real. I guess for me, I would never understand it. And I feel like that's OK. It's okay. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with never understanding. I think it's selfish. There's nothing you can tell me that you've been through that nobody else has been through on times worse or worse than what happened. Like, like shit happens, y'all. Shit happens. Like, no, no, no shade, no tea. Shit happens. And you either deal with it, get through it, or you just he said his option. I guess mm-hmm. it's an option. Mm-hmm. How you feel, Chanel? You no, know, um, <laughs> honestly, it's it's crazy. You know what? Like I said, growing up, especially in the black community, mm. black church, you going to hell. Mm. You know, we heard it all. Um, you know, it's a bad thing. Don't do it. Um, I, I would never do it. I never had the thought. If I did have the thought, it was probably within two seconds and it went away. I never had the thought. Um, but honestly, it, it's just a really sad situation overall. That this sad. is the option that they chose. You know, now people screaming therapy, therapy, sometimes... Therapy open up wounds that you didn't even want to open up. That's you know? very true. And you know, everybody thinking it helps within one session. It might have to be three years, two years, five years. It might open up a wound that you didn't even want to open. Now you crazy again. Like, oh, why did we talk about it? So the the crazy thing is, like I said, I don't think it should be an option. I ain't saying it could. Like, I would never tell somebody to kill yourself. You know, well, well, the option is you could kill yourself. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? You broke that down. I personally. Know that. Like, you let your friend talk about, I'm going through it. I'm like, tired. I would, oh, well, you could kill well, yourself. No, no. You get what I'm saying? So I'm I get not, it. I, no, no, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, it's an option for them. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that it's an option that we should say, hey, this is an option. Like, yeah. choose A, B, or C. Yeah, like, and C is kill yourself. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that in the array of choices, mm-hmm. like, we we need to talk about this. Because if you don't, if I don't talk about it and you are having these thoughts, then mm-hmm. I'm letting it just slip away from us. Yeah. And so this is, this is how people slip through the cracks. And this is how people end up in these, like, nobody wants to talk about it. And so mm-hmm. we have to talk about it. And that's why it has to be an option. Well, yeah. And then, like, we were just talking about the stats even when we were out there discussing suicide in general. Um, you know, one million people a year um, die by suicide in the really? world. And wow. um, so that's, that's $3,000. $3,000. <laughs> Take your money. 3,000 people a day, Ooh. it averages. So it, it is a pandemic. It is an issue. Worldwide? And it does, and that's worldwide. Okay. You know, so it, so it is something that's actually happening. So it is something that actually has to be discussed. And, um, and to what you're saying in regards to options, you know, people are choosing it because if they're choosing to die by suicide, it is a choice. And it mm-hmm. unfortunately does leave survival skills survivor's guilt Mm. Um, and I feel like maybe that's what you're kind of struggling with a little bit a little bit of anger and that's typical and that's normal uh, for family members and friends it's true I mean 
but, but and, and but I feel you. I understand because I'm not just a therapist. Right. I'm also you know my father died by suicide wow. after uh, oh, taking my mother's life. So it's murder suicide. Oh my god. So and that's what oh, steered mine. I know. So it's, it's, <laughs> we're gonna have to have our own therapy session. So spinning down that road got me to become a therapist mm. because I wanted to be able to understand why mm -hmm. people chose that route mm -hmm. and then also be able to kind of help people deter from making those type of choices. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't, I know the, we talk about mental health, so we got so mm -hmm. much more to talk about. So I'll just the last question. Mm -hmm. What did you guys do when someone come in and say, I want to kill myself? Oh, there's a whole step, there's a whole assessment, there's a whole situation. Oh, okay. Depends on oh. what they say, what they're planning. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, you assess. You What's know, the number one thing you hear? With suicide. In regards to, like, how? What do you mean? Like, the number one reason, reason why. why. <laughs> People are done. They're hopeless. They, they, they find no hope. There's nothing else to live mm. for. Age range? Um, it, 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 no, it, just, it touches so everybody. Curious, like, it touches you know, you everybody. Money. Yeah. Um, one thing that I hear, and I know I'm not a therapist, money, um, social media has definitely increased. These are variables, teens. yeah. Wow. Yeah, but it, it's never really just one thing. A lot of yeah. times it's the tipping cup. You know, they just had enough. So it's everything that you just said mm -hmm. that spills over. And once it spills over, they don't know what else to do. And historically, Francesca has worked primarily with children. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And I primarily work with adults mm -hmm. and in so the addiction room. Well, this is a child. Well, my cousin was a child. Mm -hmm. yeah. He was a child. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you think, too, and you know, you know, growing up, I'd be like, Mom, I'm depressed. You better depress them dishes. And it's like, ah. <laughs> Okay. Now I think yeah. that's wrong. Yeah, culture. Now I do think that's yeah. wrong. I do think because you know you because you hear you're a child. Like, what are you upset about? You're a child. Imagine I'm like, eight. You know, I'm late have feelings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But not only that, but like even the Latino community, we just don't tell our business outside the home, and so we're not allowed to speak on it. So whatever happens in the home, we keep it in the home, what including I, our feelings. What I noticed with um, the Hispanic community too, we have a lot of similarities as mm -hmm, far as in the right. black community mm -hmm. as well. Like mm -hmm. the Hispanic community is real strict too. Like, mm -hmm. you, you, like wow, you know, yeah. I'm just like wow, it's so much similarities. And like I said, with children, it really hurts the most. I feel how you feel with children. Adult, mm -hmm. I might, I might be a little not not lenient, but you know, I like mm -hmm. my sympathetic. Love. Sympathetic, thank you. Children, it's like. I, like you hear on the shade room, all that nine year old committed suicide for mm. bullying, and in my mind I'm like, you let one little boy kill, you know, like you like two kids. I was bullied growing up. Yeah, I was bullied growing up real bad. That's why I got tough skin now because mm -hmm. I wish somebody would say something to me. Mm -hmm. Not yet have I had a suicidal thought, but I understand the bullying things like that. And it's like you're a child, you're nine years old, you're supposed to be playing, you're supposed to be doing this, and to hear that your nine year old killed himself. Right, mm -hmm. but children like, are mean. I will say yes. that they are. Yes. Kids are mean. Yes. They are. And sometimes you want to say, well, where's the parents? They supposed to be up there shooting too. And sometimes <laughs> we don't even know what type of parents they got. Some parents are not even that type of parent. It's just crazy how all of this can happen. And I really feel it for children yeah. in a sense. I would say this. My cousin, you know, mm -hmm. was so too much. Mm -hmm. He was an ideal situation. Mm -hmm. um, but I, still... It hurts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it of does. Of so, course. It does hurt. But, uh, okay, so let's get on to the mental health topics. So. so, you know, in the menage a trois, we talk about um, three different topics, but this would be a really good segue because you asked a really good question. Like, what, how do we, as counselors, as therapists, how do we approach the, the topic of suicide? Right. And for me, I always lead with safety. Like, how does this person not feel safe? Mm -hmm. And so do you really want to die or do you just want things to be different? 
Mm-hmm. And That's a lot a of and a lot of times people really just want their situations and their circumstances to be different. And mm-hmm. so once we can identify, and you know, Francesca brought up a really good point because she talked about the hopelessness. Mm-hmm. And one of the key features of you know that suicide, with whether it's um, either depression or maybe even the mania, because in a manic episode, that's when people typically have that motivation. Because when you're depressed, you're depressed. You're you're very low mood. But once that mood swings up, then that's when we start to see motivations like I'm giving all my stuff away. I seem like I'm happy. I'm I'm making changes, but I'm actually planning. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so, you know, do I want things to be different? And so once we are able to assess, you know, how much control that we call it locus of control, how much control they believe they have over their situation and the circumstances, then we can create some movement um, or assist them in creating some movement. But one of the key features of depression, and so this is why you know we invited Francesca so she could be the expert, because I really want to just get into the conversation. And one of the key features of depression is the hopelessness and the um, helplessness. And so, Francesca, can you give us some more diagnostic criteria Concerning depression. <laughs> concerning depression <laughs> specifically, because we went from suicide to depression. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, I mean, uh, idea, ideations of suicide is a symptom of depression, right? Mm-hmm. But um, the diagnostic criteria is um, that you have to have two weeks of pervasive symptoms, meaning you have to have two full weeks of feeling sad, feeling depressed, and you have to have anhedonia, which is a loss of interest of the things that you used to be interested in. So you have to have two Some straight weeks of that. In a way. Kind of, kind of. I can see how you could get there. High space? Is that what Ho- you said? Hospice. 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 I thought it was like high space. I'm thinking like drugs. I'm like, well, no. <laughs> Sorry, well, like, I totally like missed. You lose interest and you know, well, they just slowly so giving up. Hospice is more of like someone has told you. You have three days. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to go ahead and put your affairs in order. You may not be able to care for yourself. Like, this is where you're going to be. Mm. Like, we're going to ease your transition. It's mostly, and that's mostly medical. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So with mental health, uh, with depression, like I said, you have to have those two weeks and uh, of, you know, depression, actually, sadness, and then just loss of interest. And then there's other things that come mm-hmm. up, like irritability, concentration issues, sleep issues, mm-hmm. appetite disturbance. So there's a whole list of symptoms that also pop up with depression, but for sure, for sure, you got to be sad. And we also have to consider, like, this is, 2022, 2021, 2020, 2019, like, these have been some fucked up years. And there have been a lot of people who have just been ghosting through this world sad and depressed and a a loss of interest in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing, especially in the uh, minority community, we have to consider... You know, we see these posts all the time, check on your your strong friends. Yeah. And we are often the strong friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rodney, from everything that you were saying early, like, you are the strong friend. Like, you are the one who will probably persevere, persevere through whatever. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it doesn't negate the fact that it hurts. Yeah. No, no, I want to make valid. sure I make this very clear. Mm-hmm. I do cry. I mm-hmm. do get upset. I do get angry. I do be like, damn, why this happening? Like, I'm not acting like I'm invincible. I'm far from it, Lord Jesus. However, I just know that I almost died in 2012, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I had to scar my face. I don't know if y'all can see it or not. It was it, like, I thought my face was going to look crazy. Like, I was I was in a low, low space in my life. Like, they had literally sewed my, sewed my face back together. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you could just stick your hand in my face. Mm-hmm. It was like this. Mm-hmm. So, and I was like, God, like, you messed up my face. Like, I was, I was angry. I was, you know... I was that boy. I was the cute boy in college. I was mm-hmm. wanted value. And I feel like now nobody's going to want me anymore. Like, I went through it, you all. So, like, and if I could overcome that, and I prayed, it wasn't easy. I didn't go to counseling at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about counseling. It wasn't a word thing mm-hmm. to do back in, I was like 2012. Mm-hmm. I just prayed. Mm-hmm. I prayed. I looked at myself and they said, you are handsome. You are worthy. And you have a story. I look. I mean, I did that for like a year. Mm-hmm. Looked in that mirror every morning and said, you are handsome, you are worthy, you have a story. Mm-hmm. And my face was slowly healing up. Mm-hmm. But it was the first four months, I was like, you are handsome, <laughs> you are worthy, and you have a motherfucking story. <laughs> like, I'm being honest. Like, y'all, like, be, your face has been dismembered, and mm-hmm. some people's face are worse than others. I thank God mine healed the way it did. Mm-hmm. But that is psychological draining. Oh, I, I bet. You know what I mean? Yes. Your appearance, that's the first thing people notice. You could be, you could have a heart of gold, but if you don't look like nothing, <laughs> Sally, like Kevin saying, don't nobody want you. You know, so like, like, so, for, like, and I know some people might say it's nothing, but like, until you go through that shit, mm-hmm. until you say somebody really sewing up your face and you got stitches and mm-hmm. your face looking like this and like you don't know how that feels, but like you have to get up and I and I do thank God for people like you. Mm-hmm. Like you have to get up, you have to find something to live for. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it also speaks to our society. Like you just said, like if you if you don't look a certain way, you're not valued. And yeah. that you, you brought up social media earlier. And so think about the, the people who wake up every morning and they don't feel or, or they attach their value to their appearance. And that's a good one. I think I did. And I think we do. Uh, shoot. After our first show, like we sat together and we watched and we, we were just judging ourselves. Oh, my stomach. Oh, my rolls. Oh, my this. Like that conversation was real. Yeah. And it's still real because then I, you know, I walked into that. I was like, I'm wearing black. I'm going <laughs> like, to say that. Angle. We're, we're, all, little, we're all got subconscious. My little, <laughs> got my little girl on and shit. <laughs> Y'all can't see it. Oh, that's like, why you look at snatch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Found that girl on. <laughs> <see it. laughs> but it's a, it's a real conversation and uh, but think about the the people who don't have that type of coping skills, the, the people yeah. who don't have that kind of resilience to ha- look themselves in the mirror every day and affirm themselves. Like, that is a skill that a lot of people don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. So... It, and, and I think with social media, too, you and Ronnie, all of y'all made up a point where, where you have moms. How many times... Your mom be like, oh, you're beautiful. Your friends be like, Chanel, you know you look good. And you like, girl, you just saying that mm-hmm. because you know me. But Shanique with her girls and the other Rodney over there, he didn't look at me. So whatever, you know, like I don't feel beautiful because that one person didn't say it. Mm-hmm. Your mom and your dad and your friends going to hype you up. They could love you all day long. But when you don't get that acceptance from the outside world, the outside world, you do look invisible. Yeah. It is deep. You know, you come home to a cook meal every day. You know, your mom here, you have a roof over your head. But I promise you, I've been in that self. I, I had eczema really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking about to the point where eczema was on my face, on my skin. I had surgery. Like, you see the white meat of my leg. Mm-hmm. And I used to come to school. I, I used to be the girl with long sleeve turtlenecks in the summertime. Mm-hmm. I used to be called Coco Crispy, 
blacky, you ugly, and then, you know, to come home too sometimes, you know, like, yeah, oh, you know you're beautiful. It's like, I'm not. Stop saying that because when I go out there, these people are crazy. They're attacking me. They're doing things like that. So that's why I said I'm so happy I didn't live in an era with social media right. because I'm not saying I would have went that route, but I could see in a sense where people would have went my route. And you it's crazy how some of these people be having them comments on. Like they literally read the hateful stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. right. Turn the comments off. You know, I would say this. Um, I do blame the parents sometimes. Mm, I can see um, no. I I can, I can see that sometimes. Sometimes, the the world is not your parents' home. How you feel safe? How you feel secured? How you feel like like everything's okay? Cause like when I left my parents' home, my life was off. You know what I'm saying? Like real shit happened, and mm -hmm. I'm like, why is happening to me? You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like my mama said it was gonna be easy, and it's not. Right. The world is not easy. It's not perfect. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not it's not comfortable. You're gonna be uncomfortable a lot of times, but you have to get over it. Well, and I also wanna keep I wanna emphasize the point that although for you the world at large wasn't as easy as living at home, there are people out there who it wasn't easy at home and then they go out into the world and it ain't it ain't easy either. Right. And so so I mean, at the at the end of the day, there's like for me I don't feel like I have a place to, and I'm just using this word loosely, judge, because I do know that everybody's situation and circumstances are different. Right. And my hardship isn't the same. Like, I taught high school for three years, and at the time, I think I was like 27, and so these kids were like 16, 17, bigger than me. <laughs> like, I had students who were working at the Gold Room, or, well, supposedly. I mean, I don't want to put that out there. But uh, supposedly working at the Gold Room. I had uh, students who were homeless. I had students yeah. who were on drugs. And I'm like, I'm 20. And, they like, they're raising their siblings. They're raising kids. And I'm like, I'm a whole-ass adult, and y'all are grown. Yeah. Right. So... How are you going to be listening to me about calculus and trigonometry and like I was I was teaching smart shit, y'all. Educated black man. Right. So why are you gonna be listening to me and you trying to figure out how you're gonna eat tonight? Right. Right. Oh, oh Lord. Francesca, so if someone comes to your office and they are showing some depression. Right. And that's like they come come from some situation. I don't feel beautiful. My mom and dad say I'm beautiful, but I don't feel beautiful. What are you saying to that person? Like, and it might not, and, and, and be honestly, be real with yourself. And you might think they're not beautiful. Like, you might think, well, you are ugly. <laughs> That's a judgment. But, That's you know, a judgment. Well, you know, but I mean, it's the truth. Like, I want to keep it real as possible. Oh, okay, Kevin. What if you? What if you really, really like? What you're? You're not. You know, you're not attractive. Well. What do you? Uh. What do you? I mean, what do you do? Like, how do you go through? Who? So, to me, I think a therapist who gonna keep it real, right? Yeah, but you're not gonna tell somebody coddled. that they ugly. Well, like. I, mean, I don't want to be coddled. You know what I'm saying? I guess for me, yeah. Tell me the truth, goddamn it. If I'm not, if somebody tell me I'm a teen, I'm really a foe. Let me know I'm a foe. It's okay. But it's not about me, right? right. It's about you. It's about like you. And if you're coming in and you're having some self-esteem issue, self-confidence issue, you're being bullied or whatever the situation may be that's causing you to feel this way. You know, um, it's about the acceptance of self, you know, mm -hmm. self-love, you know, that self-confidence. We have to work on building that up. So if they're coming in and they're feeling really 
down and depressed because of whatever situation may be if they feel like they're ugly um you know it, it's more so let's identifying their strengths what what mm. do you love about yourself you okay. know what is it that you could shine in the world with you know what I'm saying that's who mm. you are that's who you are you know and it's 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 more so just and it's so it's so hard with teens and and little ones and young adults because social media tells you this is the way you're supposed to look you know so I'm a really big believer of showing those uh, those images of like the before and after the filters oh. and then I have to yes. be like hey look this isn't all real guys Kim you know? Kardashian is a whole new person it's not even that too <laughs> and I, I think sometimes we tend to blame social media but let's think about it I grew up with America's Next Top Model you yeah. know what I'm saying mm. yeah. now you got gap two big girls on Calvin Klein Versace that never would have stepped foot through that door. Mm -hmm. So imagine me growing up with Tyra Banks. And you know, Tyra Banks was getting backlash like a year ago of how she treated the girls back then. But you gotta realize Tyra Banks came from the 90s. Yeah. She was like one and what? Tyra and what? Um, Naomi was right. one of the only two major black girls. So us coming from the era where a size two eating disorders, I, I didn't think, I thought I was fat. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I don't look like her. And mm -hmm. you idolizing these shows. So it's a lot of... The only thing now in this generation is more hands-on. It's in your face. You could see it. Back then, it was more televised, if yeah. that makes sense. You know, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but at the same time, Chanel, the world Rodney's is not, not... Rodney's not getting... Lit the world is not... <laughs> The world's not perfect. It's it's, it's I not. Don't, I, I don't it's like not. cancel culture. I hate it. And yeah. I'm being honest, I hate yeah. cancel culture because, again, with Conley, we, we're Conley, we're creating a place where if you say something, you're going to get canceled. You're going to get in trouble when it's not in that reality. Now I'm a movie star, but in real life, somebody might call you a faggot. Mm -hmm. They might call you a punk. They might call you a nigga. They may call you mm -hmm. something that you don't like, and you can't cancel do a damn culture. thing about it. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, for me, even with me, I work in media. We work right. We work in media now. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I feel a way, I feel a way. If I'm not being mean about it, I don't want to be canceled for how I feel. So, you want to be a liar? You get what I'm saying? You want me to? What do you want me to do? Like, if I say, if I say I don't like white people, or if white person say I don't like black people, that's okay to me. You don't gotta like me. I don't gotta like you. Mm -hmm. uh, do I believe you should lose your livelihood, your whatever? No. If you say faggot, hell, I say faggot behind the closed seat. I might say bitch. You know, I might. You know, I say the n word. Like, so should I be canceled? I feel like the cancel the cancel culture comes more to me comes more from the LGBTQ community. I feel like sometimes we can't say nothing about y'all. And I agree with that. I, and I don't like that. I, I don't like that coming from a, a LGBTQ person. We call, we, we degrade women bad. Like a lot of us do. And I'll keep it real. A lot of us do. However, coming, you do have some women who befriend gay people. When they get mad, the first thing y'all will say is a faggot. Or, or I experienced this too. I, I, I have a friend of girl because her son told her she was gay and I was there. And what she told that boy, I said, do you think of me like this? Like, I'm supposed to be your best, like, mm. I'm the gunkle, like, oh, this your whatever, and you just told your son all this shit. So I can't rock with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we got to think about that too. You befriend somebody, but when it's in your face, it's different. Mm. It's different. But also think about cancel culture like in the lgbt community we are the hardest on ourselves like yeah. we treat other people in the lgbt community horrible horribly we do and so 
number one, I, I agree with you that, like, this may be one of the few times I will say, Rodney, I agree with you. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't really believe in cancel culture because I'm a big believer in knowing where people are. Yeah. Like, I need to know where you stand so that I know how I'm going to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. And so if... If you are showing up and you're showing me your true self, now I can make the decision if I want to... Support you. Well, not support you, but participate in your life or you participate in my life. And so the more information that I have, the better. And so I don't really believe in cancel culture. Now, I do believe that cancel culture holds people accountable. Mm. Like, you can't be in a uh, CEO position, executive director position in a major corporation and then like you have people that you market to and then you're going to say something about something horrible horribly about the people that you're marketing but to. But sometimes stuff are leaked. And I don't agree with that. If I have a private conversation with you... Nah, you I feel like I know how you truly feel. No, no, no. I'm talking about like this time like if I have a private conversation and I was a, a, a non-black person. I was another race. And I say, I don't really too much care for black people. I don't understand them. Whatever. And that gets out. I don't think that's right. I think there's a brief a breach of privacy. I mean it is, but still. It was sad. And and so once you say something or once you do something, you can't control the consequences. And so mm-hmm. if something is leaked and now you have to suffer the consequences, then it is what it is. You should have just you been still, careful about what still, you said. You still said it. You still you, said it. You still said you gotta it. Gotta own it. Yeah. So if you if you believe it and you stand by it, then that means you that's, stand by that's it. You like, did whatever thing. <laughs> That's like we leave out of here. All right, y'all, and I and I like you know something happened with my phone, and I'm like, mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. like Sanchez because she thinks she all that because she this and that. You think she gonna be like, okay, she know what? That's how you feel about me. It's like, girl, bye. And now you said it. You said this how I feel. I don't like you. I don't this or that because I said it privately. I ain't say it to her face. Mm-hmm. I ain't say it to her face. Whatever done in the dark comes to light. Okay, yeah. we know your true feeling, how you mm-hmm. feel. What they say when somebody drunk, they say what they want to say, mm-hmm. and when they sober up, it's, it's something different. Mm-mm. But I do believe mm-hmm. cancel culture has made people a little bit more not just aware, but a little bit more anxious about how they participate in the world. And so, true, but it's celebrities. What about real life shit? You can't. You you you, 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 you know what I'm saying. Yeah, they it's just shown more because they are celebrities, you know. You can't be in this predicament and things like that and say just like I, let me not bring up race or anything. Just like Moneybag Yo was like, oh, this COVID was good to me. I made half a million dollars. I don't know about uh, these people out here broke. Yeah, right. These people out here dying, right. and you mm-hmm. over here talking about oh well, COVID been good to me. I made a two million dollar like. You what are you talking about? Like, come on, stop, stop playing with us. So that's another mm-hmm. reason. That's another cancel culture too. Even though he wasn't canceled, but it was baby, calm down, relax yourself, and things like that. So I, I just feel like it, it just really depends on how things. Play I don't out. think people I'm are 50, too sensitive. No, I do feel like no. That too. I do feel like people are. But yeah, I think two things can be true at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that cancel culture. I don't believe in cancel culture. I don't think it should exist. And I believe people are too sensitive. Oh, it's it's both. It's both. Yeah. I feel like black people and the, can I say gay community? The, the LV, this Girl, community. you can say whatever. I know it, but it, it be, oh, After the Q, I don't know the rest of it. It's too Plus. many. Oh, no. After Plus. the Q. Huh? It's too after, many. Yeah, you're right. After the Q, but it might be getting tongue tied. I'd be like, LGBT. Oh. But, but don't call me no queer. I'm not a queer. No, I don't no, like no, that. no. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the. But <laughs> I think that's why we have so many acronyms because people identify by so many different things. And so. 
Okay. Don't. I don't, don't want to. Well, that's not my show. I was going to put it say gay Go ahead. Go ahead. You didn't say gay people. I feel like the two most sensitive cancel cultures. I know I said um, the gay the gay culture. I feel like it's sensitive. Also, black people too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, child Jesus. We are. So black people have reckless mouths. We can say what we want to say. And, but baby, you say something about a black person. Cancel that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't agree with that. I don't, I think, I believe in being fair. If, just like how Nick Cannon said something about, he, he compared white people to being like in the caves and calling them whatever mm-hmm. he said. He should have been canceled. According to council culture, According right? To council culture. Because when somebody else said something about black people being whatever, that man got canceled. Mm-hmm. And that and the person who did a YouTube, he made a great a great valid point. They both said horrible things, but because he was white, he got canceled. He black, he got a little tap on the hand. They a little, said because pull the plug. Where the where the what? Where the um? It's a term they use. Where the not minority. It's it's another term that people use. Like they say, black people can't be racist. You know, they said that. Like we can't be racist, you know things like that. So, um, so a white person could sit here and say black people get oh it is over with. I could sit here and say white people racist. I could say white person a- white trash and there's nothing going wrong with me. But let a black person say let a person say you get them. Oh, you get killed. Who he work for? Let me find his job. <laughs> like these people are investigating. I follow a story on Facebook. I never forget. It was going on Black Lives Matter. And the white lady said, all she said was, to me, it wasn't that big of a deal. She said, I don't mind y'all storming the streets, but why are y'all chaining up people's shit? They said she was racist. They found this woman job, wrote her corporation, and apparently she got fired for that comment, which I didn't think was bad, in my opinion. But because she said that during a hyped up moment, yeah. This, this is where Chanel break it down to the Alabama bomb church, to the um, what is it, Tulsa, the mm-hmm. the massacre. See, this is this is where I have a problem with what with, with, with that lady said. Baby, what that girl said, we learned from you, honey. They the ones who should be getting Rico charges. Huh. We learned this from you all. So don't be mad about little Target, baby, when you bombed up a church with four little black girls in there, okay? I, I, I'm not negating that. No, no, I agree. I know yeah, I took yeah. it a little... Yeah, little you went... Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. it's valid. Somebody might say in the comments, it, it's valid. <laughs> right. However, comma, it, you know, it's just, to me, I just feel like sometimes... <laughs> you know, I want to know how people truly feel. Please don't, for my sake, don't don't say stuff you don't really mean. Because if you don't like me, this that's fine. You know, you might think it is me. It's fine. Because somebody loves me. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. But like, it's okay. I also think it's important to realize that this whole conversation is layered. Because right. we're, we're also talking about institutionalized racism. We're talking mm-hmm. about systematic oppression. We're talking mm-hmm. about people mm-hmm. reacting to hundreds of years of trauma. Mm-hmm. And so it's very layered. Okay. Well, ooh, that was a... Uh, that menage a trois was good. It was. Okay, we had a I good love a good menage a trois. Ah, but we did it the other way. What's our last segment called? So, here we are, Left on Red. And Left on Red is when we have our guests or not our guests, but our audience write us letters about what's going on in their lives and their experiences. And so we have... A letter about a situationship. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Let me 
I've been talking to this guy for a little over a year, and we've made it very clear that we are not in a relationship. Okay. <laughs> There's a seven-year age gap. At times, we both have displayed that we have developed feelings for one another, signs of possession and jealousy when either of us show affection to someone else. We have spent nights at each other's houses, sometimes without having sex. Oh, that is cool. Right, I know, right? <laughs> Have, or has this situation developed into something more than just casual, consecutive... I like how they said consecutive sex. <laughs> like, they be getting it in. But casual, consecutive sex, question mark. Sincerely, situationship. So, what are your thoughts about, first of all, these situationships? Situationships always end up like a ship and sink, Okay. It never situationships never work out. No matter how hard you try to have this, I don't care. I don't care. It's it's, it's just it, it never works. Some somebody's gonna catch feelings, and I hate when men or I'm gonna speak well, men and female, especially men be trying to play in a sense of I don't care. I get boy, you know you care. You know you don't want me out here talking to nobody. <laughs> you know you care. Like, just say you care. But they don't want to be with you, though. But I think it's a territorial thing because situationships, it's just, I, I've been in a few, you know, might be in one, might be in one now. Right. Judge your mama, okay? <laughs> but I say that to say some somebody's going to catch feelings. It, it never works. It never works. Francesca, how you feel? Oh, <laughs> I feel, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Um, once you involve sex, you know, emotions get yeah, involved. Sex. It is what it is. It's all, it's, it's hormones. Maybe. It's the chemistry. <laughs> oh, true. There's some people who feel like they can close it off and be like, I can do this without the emotions. But after a, a, a while of, of smashing, uh, <laughs> they're going to, some feelings is going to get caught up. Yeah, yeah so yeah, that's why she's asking. <laughs> Or, or he. Or he. Or he. Yes, yes, yeah, I've right, been in a right. situation where I don't really care about him. We doing what we do, cool. But when I pulled up to the club and he was with somebody, it, I mean, I really wasn't mad, but it was like a... You felt some kind you of way. You felt some kind of way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I can't even enjoy myself because even though we not like that, and trust me, I really... Not actually, this one, I really don't care. But mm -hmm. I'm like... Right. Okay, so who is that? <laughs> you know that bad game yeah, up? No. And then look at that. Like, who this bitch? Right. And then when they had left out together, I was like, so he gonna take her home? <laughs> like, and then too, and, like, and then after a couple of days, like, I called him about it. He was like, what? Like, I'm like, no, I'm just asking, like, who is that? It's not your business. And then yeah. after a while, I forgot about it, but just in that quick moment, it was like, boy, please. This is that? what I feel like situationships mess up and they go south, right? If we are only agreed to having sex, it's no going out together, it's no spending the night, it's none of that. Once I'm done, what's me nut? You go your way. It's no cuddling you. Leave the money on the it's no, stand. Yeah, it's no. It's none of that because I think when you because I think when you start doing boyfriend, girlfriend, girl, whatever type things, you will develop feelings. But yeah. if you know to have sex and go, it's nothing there. You know what I'm saying? Why would I be mad at you in the club? Like I just. I'm gonna fuck you tonight. So who cares? Like you know what I'm saying? So like to me, I was in the club line. <laughs> and we no, we don't even do boyfriend. He calls me about complaining about a girl, and I'll be like, oh, I mean, I don't get mad. I'll be like, boy, I mean, you like her or not? Like, so you know what I'm saying? Like, he calls me about a girl. He know about what I got going on, but for some reason in that club, I was like. 
Mm-hmm. Girl, what? what? Who, who is this? <laughs> it's a twirl. Right, it's a twirl. <laughs> I don't even know what club I'm at. I'm like... <laughs> but look, I, I mean... think the, the key thing is, like you said, there's nothing there. So if it's a situationship, then there's nothing there. And so, you know, the first, when I first read this, I was like, a year? Y'all been fucking around for a year? That's a while. That's a... That's a long while. I don't think, but I think something wrong with it if you know what it is. Yeah, I agree with you that. Know, if you know what it is, yeah. this is muddy. Like you don't know is what this muddy? is. It's muddy. They're saying we okay, we, but we spend a night. That's that's muddy. I agree with that. But at the same time, this but say it, this say I am taking you out. I'm sorry. For oh you no, no, you're, I was really, but her metric is there are nights that we don't have sex. I'm like, damn, that's your metric? That's like, that's where you're like, oh man, it might be something because there are nights we don't have sex. So we actually just hang out. You so, that, <laughs> so it's like, she's thinking it's a little something more than, or who? Or he. Or he. Sorry, I keep doing that. <laughs> you know, it, so they, they, they're confused because there are nights it's they don't like have the sex. So who do you blame? Do you blame yourself or do you blame the other party? That's the good question. I don't care about blame. I care about responsibility. And what so, <laughs> so I don't, I don't have to blame the other person. I don't uh, have to blame myself. I, if I want a relationship, or if I want something, a situationship that involves just sex, then I need to cut all this other shit out. Okay, I agree. And so that is my responsibility to yes. respond to this situation this way. Yes. And so all, all of this. That's why I'm like, we have. Uh, we don't, we don't, I mean, we spend the night, sometimes we don't but have sex. But she broke sex. it down very good. Da, da, da. Like, like, that's a, like, that's just, you're muddy in the waters. That person clearly likes the other person. Yes. And every little thing the person do, thinking, oh, it could be more. Like me. Yeah, when I was exactly in, when it. I was in co- I'm, I'm going to say this. When I was in college, the fact that he even called and said, what you doing? I'm like, oh. right. <laughs> he said, what you doing? That's so be before, before the what you doing, when you see that phone ring, right. you just like. You got to understand if this... So that bar is low. Yeah, so... Like you brought up the point, right. like, we didn't have sex, so that means... That must like, mean Like, now he just want to come, right. or she just want to come to hang out. Right. Like, some people take every little detail, right. and it's like, no, You no. read it too much, You read too much into mm-hmm. it. You read it too much But I, think, I agree, you got be responsible. Mm. Well, how can the people write us letters, Solomon? <laughs> If you want to write us a letter, you can reach us to, uh, reach out to us on our Instagram, or you can send us an email at openrelationshippodcast dot at gmail No, 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 no. It's it's fine. Fix it. You you say it right. Openrelationshippodcast.com. I mean, yeah, at Gmail. Yeah, openrelationshippodcast at, gmail. at gmail. Dot com. Because you fucked it up the first yeah. time. <laughs> he spelled how it sounded. I fixed it. They don't know that. <laughs> so the emails is Podcast at gmail.com. I want to say thank you to Chanel and Francesca. Thank Y'all have you. been great co-hosts. Because, yes. yes. you know, Tay and um, Devin are out this week. So we thank you for filling in their seats. And Absolutely. close us on out, Solomon. All right, friends and lovers. <laughs> Thank you for coming and listening to (laughs) Open Relationship Podcast, where we swallow hard topics and spit difference of opinion. Until next time, guys. See you next week. Be blessed and highly favored, Clark Sisters. Wait. Wait, you can't say Clark Sisters after I said all that. (laughs)